You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. And you're good to go. Hey, gang. Welcome to another show, another episode of Tales from the Barside. I'm your host, Remy. This is my lovely co-host, Lauren. Hi. And our good friend, Chrissy, is back. Yay. Good to see Hi. you again, Chrissy. What's going Hi. on? Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love you, Remy. Thanks for letting me be on the show. It was I so much you. fun last time. It was. And I told you you're welcome back anytime. Anytime. But we've, we've got some cool, you got you got a cool little project that you've been working on. And so we wanted to help you promote it by coming on the show tonight. So let's get right into it and talk about what do you got coming up, Chrissy? Yeah. So um, March 4th through the 7th, we are doing the official movie pop-up bar for Coming to America. So Coming to America 2 is coming out um, March 5th. It's premiering on Amazon. And so what we've done is we took, we've taken a theater and um, created a space that's like the original Coming to America movie, where it's multiple different scenes. So it's like interactive and um, there'll be food and drinks. It's going to be super fun. Each day has like a, a different schedule. We try to kind of do a little bit of everything for everyone. So March 3rd is actually our media day. So that's like a, you know, invite only thing where we're inviting um, Detroit Press. You guys are invited. Definitely. Um, <laughs> and um Went Thursday is the Miss Black Awareness pageant. So if you remember the top of the movie where Eddie Murphy actually meets Lisa, there's this pageant going on where the ladies are in swimsuits or whatever. And so we're pretty much recreating that. That's awesome. So, yeah, um, I have a DJ, DJ uh, Farah Flor. Oh, I'm slandering her name. DJ Farah Flossett is coming in from uh, DC. She is an international DJ. She's coming in to um, DJ Force for that particular day. We also have T Barb, who's a local comedian. She'll be hosting the actual event. So it'll be a lot of fun. We're also live streaming it. I have a, a young lady, a journalist from Chicago, Sierra Nicole. She'll be coming in and um, you know doing video and um, inter- interviewing some of the, the businesses that we have involved. That's so, awesome. It's going to be a really good time. We're sponsored by um, Branson Cognac and uh, Van Gogh Vodka for, for Thursday. It's going to be so much fun. Um, $20 entry fee to get into the swimsuit competition. It's a $300 cash prize for the first winner. Second prize is a $100 uh, cash prize as well. And then uh, the third prize is a, um, a gift card to one of the stores that's on Fashion Avenue. Oh. So anybody that can enter, you know. Please enter. <laughs> we need ladies. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be such a great time. So I'll bring um, I'll bring my speedo. How's that? <laughs> yeah, do do that. We have um so we're gonna have um models walking around. Uh, I've worked with uh, I'm working with a couple of swimsuit um sponsors as well. So they'll have like their swimsuits kind of in the mix. So I mean food, live DJ, ladies in swimsuits. And just like all around dope space. It's going to be such a great time. It's actually like my favorite day of the whole pop-up. Like, the, you know, so 9, nine to 2 a.m., the Grand Venue, which is on the corner of Grand River and Livernois. The um, the Grand River, I'm um, sorry, the Grand Venue is a space that um, is a, it's like a, a set design warehouse. So the company that owns the Grand Venue also does set design for Cat Williams and Monica and BET and just like a handful of like larger things. And so um, I'm pretty much working with them and doing the whole set design, but we're doing everything in their building. So we have this 60 by 60 huge room, which has a capacity of like 450 people. We're selling very, very limited tickets. Um, We're selling about 100 tickets. And, you know, there's lots of room for everyone to feel socially distant. I know that's like a thing. COVID is definitely a thing, you know, for everybody to be concerned about. Me too. So, you know, we ask everybody wear masks and, you know, not be on top of each other unless you're with your friends. So, you know, definitely. Well, I would love to come out for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a please fantastic do. Event. And please, see, this is, just, this is just proof that, like, you know, if you put bartenders out of work for long enough, they're going to come up with some cool things to do. Like, yeah, we get yeah. bored. <laughs> we, <laughs> we do. I've, find some cool things to do. I've been trying to do this pop-up bar for a while now. Um, last year, when um, Coming to America was actually supposed to be released in theaters, I was trying to do this back then. But then, of course, COVID changed all of that. So, um, you know, originally they were supposed to be in theaters and now they're doing um, Amazon. So, you know, it's changed, COVID has changed that whole dynamic. So mm-hmm. um, outside of Thursday, the March 4th, we have a actual, um, we're premiering Coming to America 2 on a large screen. 
So we've taken the space and turned to like a movie theater style where you have seats, you'll be comfortable. And then there'll be a large screen where we're actually um, showing the movie. So it'll be the movie premiere on March 5th. And then on Saturday and Sunday, March 6th and 7th, they're like exhibit days. And if you want to think of it like, um, like a coming to American museum, essentially you come in, you have an hour and a half block to be there. There is a, um, a live dance performance. Your ticket includes food and drink. And then you'll be in the space taking pictures and hanging out. You know, it'd be a good time for people to bring their children, super duper family friendly, um, you know, something to do on Saturday and Sunday in Detroit. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. And how much are tickets and where can they buy them? So you can buy them online. It's coming to America.shopify.com. Each day has a different schedule. Like, for example, um, Thursday, it's um, $60. That includes two drinks and food. On Tuesday, it's $50 ticket that includes drink and food as well. And then on Saturday and Sunday, there are $45 tickets for the hour and a half that includes live African dance performance, food and drink as well. And uh, we're doing discounts for groups and we're also doing discounts for children. If you like to bring their kids, just um, have people email me at c2apopupdetroit.com at gmail. And, um, you know, you'll be able to, to communicate with me and we can work out a, a group rate and or discount for the children. Perfect. Nice. <clears throat> that sounds like a lot of fun. That's something I, right up my alley. I would love to come to that. So you know, expect I, to see me there. <laughs> yes, yes, please, please come. I, I was really shocked as I'm telling people about the event. There's so many people who have actually not watched um, Coming to America, the original movie. What? Right? Exactly. I That's haven't how seen I felt it in too. a long time, but I've definitely seen it. Like, it is like one of, of my favorite movies. I've seen it probably like 200 times. <laughs> like everyone knows the the royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Bark <right>. like a dog. <laughs> exactly. One, I think one of our cocktails is going to be called Bark Like a Dog. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're super duper excited. And inside the space, we'll have a McDowell's food court. There'll be the uh, uh, scene where do you guys remember where they um they transformed their apartment into like the jacuzzi like yes. from the poor to rich thing? We yes. we literally been painting a jacuzzi and we're adding a fog machine to it and we're recreating that whole scene as well. That and then we have like a, a large a large Zamunda wall of grass and animals and props where people can take pictures and you know post to Instagram, let them know what you know what's going on for the weekend. So That's I'm just I'm really excited. Idea. Like it's it's such a, a big project. I think it's the biggest thing I've done till date. And um, you know, I can't even really like allocate any more energy to anything right now. It's just kind of like this project has been like on my mind. This is what I do all day, every day, pretty much like nine to nine, you know, like just working endlessly just to make sure everything in the background is all set. So that's that's yeah. great though. When you get involved in a project like that, that's obviously like it sounds like it started off as an idea and then it started growing and it got bigger and you started putting all the pieces together and then you can add things to it. It's like that is a lot of work. That's the big undertaking. How many people do you have involved uh with it right now? So there's About. five <clears throat> there's five of us. So I'm uh, I'm pretty much kind of the director, the person you know, uh, overseeing everything. And then I have um a day of coordinator and assistant. Her name is Christina Walker. She's amazing. She um she does this for a living. She assists people with events. And so um, she's been extremely helpful just like with helping me navigate the media and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have um, Dominique McCullen. He is the curator for the Live Waves app. And so he's helping us with like the live streaming portion and bringing in the, the journalists and um, making sure that we have the live stream. And then we have um, Ryan Ellie Salter from Salt & Co. He's pretty much our kitchen manager. He's the one doing all the food, all the, you know, all of that. That's totally his lane. And then I have um, Kay Muhammad of Cocktails and Glam, and she's doing our um, our beverage program. That's so great. And you got I can't all your believe you only have place. five people doing this. It sounds like a lot for five people to do. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're, all, we're all managing, you know, every day is something new, a new discovery and a new thing that has to happen. So, I mean, in, in the meantime, you know, we're, we're hiring for security guards. We're still looking for vendors and there's all kinds of things in the background that we're, you know, still searching for. So if any businesses want some uh, visibility in front of um, the Detroit media or Michigan media, um, the March 3rd actually has um, an opening for a, a booth. So if anybody wants to do some marketing or tell the media about their business, um, it's a perfect opportunity for that. 
So um, we're doing booths for that day. And then um, each other day has a vendor attached as well. So um, I have my, my vendor spots for actually Saturday and Sunday are, are, are pretty open. I think I have a couple of slots to fill. So if anybody wants to come and actually sell stuff between 12 and nine o'clock, it's a, it's a really long day. But, um, you know, there'll be people there with their families and people drinking and, you know, enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. So that would be a lot of buying opportun- opportunity. We, uh, we took part of the space and turned it into a, um, call it the international market. So we have like a little corridor, like the gift shop for the actual event. So we'll have local vendors um, and not necessarily like coming to America themed things, but you know, there'll be local vendors there having their product. Sure. Just whatever people are selling. Right. That's exactly. really cool. Um, I am definitely interested in that. How, how long does it take to put together something like that to coordinate something that large? Oh, that's a large question. Um, <laughs> so uh, by this being the first thing that I've, or the largest thing that I've done, I've been plotting to do this since probably November. And it just took me time to to figure out what was happening with actually coming to America movie. And so um, I had to reach out to Paramount Pictures to ask them if I was even able to do this. So that was right. a whole thing in itself. And I reached out to them over um, Christmas and I got this email like, oh, we're out of the office, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I didn't hear back from them until probably mid-January when they finally told me the yes, it's okay. You can do it as long as I don't have, I can't put Eddie Murphy's face on anything. Like I can't, sure. I can't put McDowell's anywhere, you know, stuff like yeah, that. I can't take yeah. any intellectual <laughs> property from the movie, but I can decorate a space as if it were like coming to America. So um I started kind of going hard with all the plans um, like mid-January. So it was actually, I feel like kind of on the last minute, you know, more than how I would like to do things, but I already had it set in my head how I wanted things to be. And, um, you know, the set design team at the Grand Venue has just been like so helpful with everything. They've just been, you know, working around the clock to make sure we have grass walls and giant animals and, you know, a royal throne and, you know, all that (laughs) jazz. So. Yeah, it, t- it takes quite a, quite a bit. I would definitely say, like, um, you know, there are times where I'm like, oh, my God, am I still going to do this event? What's going to happen? Like, you know, just like waiting for people's phone calls and just like the up and down, which is like being an entrepreneur has definitely like hit a little harder on this particular event just because it's so big. I also want to know, um, like, how long you've been, like, doing these events and how you got into doing them, like, at all. I don't even know so, how you start that. <laughs> um, back when I was in DC, I did um, some um, some sales management where I worked at a, a wedding venue, and I did catering sales for Bar Louis. So I had that sales background, and then um, I started to go back to school. So I went back to bartending versus like a nine to five, and um, I was working at this nightclub where you know it was like the hot spot or whatever, and um, I started. Um, guest bartending at other nightclubs because I worked at that place. And my first shift guest bartending, I brought out 90 people and it was more people than the actual promotion group that was hired to take rain that night. And so um, I, I was just kind of introduced into a, a circle of people who were like doing events and stuff like that. And they were like, Chrissy, you should totally start a brand. You need to do this. You have the power, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I already had this event planning background and then being introduced to that circle of people they showed me the ropes and like how to get liquor sponsors and how to get sponsors for your event, how to put them on, how to hire the right people, all that jazz. And so, um, you know, I, I can say that I've probably been doing events on my own since 2017, maybe 2016, I think, I believe. So this is my second way of going into this. My first brand was called Shake and Strain, where we did, um, I guess, bartending stuff. And then we did like a lot of industry parties and we used to do a lot of event staffing and stuff like that. So um, everything that I'm doing now is actually kind of new in Detroit. And, you know, I'm just ready to to bring some cool things for us to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love it. People have been missing cool stuff to do for a really long time. I think this is a yeah. great idea for that. Because like you said, it's a place that holds about 400. But if you're only going to sell 100 tickets, people can still feel that socially distance. People can still mm-hmm. wear their masks. And it's still like people have been fiending for stuff to do. Like all the bars have been shut down for so long and and there's no nightlife and there's no nothing going on, no events and no nothing. So I think it's a fantastic way to kind of like kick off, like, okay, we can do something now. Like let's get open. Did you have to get with um, the state to find out if like, you know, your capacity is all that good or are you just going by their guidelines? 
guidelines and I'm, stuff. I'm going by their guidelines. I mean, right. and it's 25%, which would be 125 for the space. So I just stuck it at 100 because I know there'll be staff there. It'll probably be like at least like, you know, bartenders and swimsuit models and all that kind of stuff. Like there are other people who are going to be in the building too. So. Okay. Cool. Well, that's a lot smart. of that stuff isn't necessarily clear anyway. Like if you call them, they'll be like, "We don't know." You just kind of have to interpret it, you know. Yeah, right. check the website. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they said they said no groups over one hundred is the the goal. So mm-hmm. I just I'm sticking with that number. I'm definitely making this COVID proof as much as possible. Like for our, our one and a half hour blocks, I'm only selling fifty tickets per block. We're not even packing out the place. Like I'm not trying to pack out the place and, you know, I'm not trying to do this necessarily to make money from, I just want to have something fun and, you know, um, coming to America is one of my favorite movies. So I just felt like it was only right to just like, you know, pay ode to the sequel. It's a classic. Yeah, it definitely is a classic. Yeah. Every time it's on, I'm like, we got to stop and watch it. It's right. so funny. <laughs> right. And I, I bought it on Amazon recently, probably about a month ago. And I've just been studying, like, I'll sit and, like, write notes. And, like, you know, I, I don't even think I saw Zamunda until I watched it again. Like, I think it just kind of went over my head. I didn't realize it was, like, all grassy and tropical. Like, I didn't know there were palm right. trees. You know? So I'm like, okay, well, I'll talk to my set design people. Like, hey, can we get some palm trees? You know? Right. So, you know, it's definitely all of that. So, yeah, now uh, it's given you like a little bit more of like a fandom where you're like, now you're like analyzing every scene. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I definitely think Coming to America is one of those fandom movies where people are just, you know, they have their allegiance to Coming to America. So, no, I just mm-hmm. felt like it was right. So, um, I know this is the first movie pop up for uh, Detroit, pop up bar for Detroit. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I hope it does well. Hope, hope it's well received. And, um, you know, hopefully we can do more of these things in the future. You know, it'll. Hopefully it'll set the tone for us to create more movie stuff. You know, they're always well, We will fun. definitely help you to promote that. We'll take um, all of your websites and the stuff and post them on our site as well. So if I appreciate interested that. buying tickets or wants to contact you or anything like that, we'll have all that on our uh, Facebook afterwards. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. And it's, it's been a voyage. I mean, just like, trying to employ people, you know, like I know a lot of bartenders are out of work. So I have a a system where I'm like, okay, well, I I need like 10 bartenders right now. You know, I have all these shifts that I have to cover. So, you know, just trying to navigate getting the right staff in, like, I'm still actually looking for a security team. So, you know, I know people are really funny with COVID and I totally understand that because I, you know, I'm not working for a reason as well. So you know, but just trying to get everybody in, that's like been a whole voyage too. Cause that's like one of the things that kind of relies on my shoulders, just making sure, you know, it's organized in that way. Yeah. And that there's like people there to actually perform the jobs, you know? Right. And that's that hard, is- especially with COVID and everything. It's like, even if people are, you know, not necessarily working the amount of hours that they used to be, they might also be denying work if they don't feel safe. And it's just like, I get that that's like a personal choice for them. And so it must be hard to try and find people to come in and work, you know, especially that's a like hard thing to do an event. That's a hard thing to do to staff an event like that in the best of times. In let the alone best of times, event. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> and then now you have something on top of it. it must have been very difficult. Yeah, no, it has not been an easy voyage, but you know, we're making it work. You know, we're about three weeks out and, you know, all the moving parts are now finally starting to come to a close. So now I'm at the point to where um, I'm ready to start doing some more um, branding stuff. So um, like on our to-go food bags, we're not going to have a coming to America, be coming to Detroit pop-up bar. So now I'm in the process of like designing the logo and getting the, um, the stickers printed and, you know, making sure that's done. We're going to print them on the actual um, like to-go box. So I'll have like a little fry box and then you'll have the sticker on the fry that's box. So yeah, we're, we're super excited. Like I was thinking about, I'm like, do we dress the food staff in like the McDonald's uniforms? I was just talking to my <laughs> caterer the other day. I'm like, do we do this? You know. <laughs> so you that know, would be those, so funny. Oh my god. Right. I thought it would be really cute, just like to add more to it. You know. There's like so many things you could do. Like you know, I wouldn't even know where to stop with the ideas because I would probably just like be like, I want to do everything, you know? Right. Well, we have girls uh, throwing rose petals when you enter (laughs) on Saturday and Sunday. Like as soon as you walk in the door, you get like red and pink (laughs) rose petals thrown at you. You That's amazing. (laughs) So I was just like all those little things. To me, it's fun, you know? Yeah, it's the little details that make it like, 
okay, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Coming right. to America. Coming to America, <laughs> exactly. Or coming to Detroit, you know. Coming to Detroit. Right, coming to Detroit. So, you know, we're, we're making it work. I'm really excited. I, I, <laughs> I'm so excited for this event. I just, I, every day I dream about it. I'm like, how's it going to be? And, uh, you know, of course I have nightmares too. I'm like, oh my well, God, is sure, this going to yeah. be, <laughs> you know, like, is this going to be successful? Like, I don't have a choice but it to be. So it has to be, and, yeah. It has to anxiety be. Grown, going through the roof. Well, so I, I've got a little experience in like, in doing stuff like that similar. <clears throat> the, the weekend that my son was born, actually, he's 10 now, going to be 11. Um, <clears throat> I was the manager for somebody who was putting out an event where they were throwing a party on the top of a um, parking garage on the Detroit River to watch the Red Bull Air Races when they came through town in 2010. And so like, I had to hire a bunch of people and get a bunch of booze and get a bunch of ice machines and figure out how we were going to do it all up on this, on the top of this parking structure downtown Detroit and like get all the permits and work with all these people and stuff. There's a lot to, there's a lot that goes into it. Planning mm-hmm. events like this behind the scenes that like, until you've done it, you have no idea. And right. like, like I was green. I had somebody, I had a friend of mine who hired me to be like this, this kind of like coordinator manager type and do some things for him. But it was like, there was no real distinct job description involved in it it was just kind of like all right now you got to do this and now you got to do that and you're just kind of going to be my right hand man and for this and that and i'm like okay and then oh yeah i'm having a baby like not me personally but like (laughs) my son was being born and we didn't live downtown detroit at the time so i had to drive like 45 minutes back and forth like while the event was going on because she was going into labor that was oh my uh, god (laughs) that was some shit that i'll never forget Wow. But it was cute. Like, did you guys ever see the movie um, Big Fish? Oh, yeah. Big Fish with like, he's his dad tells all the tall tales and stuff like that. Like when my kid was little, I'd tell him the story. I was like, don't ever tell you the story about how you were born. And I was like, I was doing this event for the Red Bull Air Races and I had to go back and forth. And like, we thought you were coming. So I had to get in one of the planes and have one of the pilots like fly <laughs> oh. me all the way back to the hospital. Super fast. <laughs> love that. I love that. It was cute. <clears throat> Wasn't so much a, a wasn't so much a lie as it was just telling a good tall tale. Man, I've had experiences like so when I was doing wedding planning, like the it was never the 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 bride or the groom, it was the parents that were always the hard people to deal with. <laughs> so like I used to sneak downstairs. We used to have a like a, a wine cellar or whatever. We keep all of our liquor and stuff. I used to go downstairs and drink. <laughs> it's like so stressed out. Like oh it was God. too. Yeah, I would like go take a shot. I'm like okay before the event. Just so they don't stress me out, like the, they would come to the, the venue early. So during the day, we used to moonlight as a coffee shop. So it's like a whole different scenario or whatever, you know. And then, um, you know, at night we would transform into this like beautiful wedding venue. And we really did do weddings very well. They were like super, they were just great. We had all these um, like great vines hanging from the building. And it was like the the secret garden, if you want to say. That was like our theme. And, nice. um you know, they would come early and they look around like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? I'm like, look, it's going to be everything that you want it to be. Please just give me some space to breathe. <laughs> so whatever the anxiety would hit, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take a shot real quick, come back. And then they okay. don't even realize that when they go out there and start, like when the wedding actually starts, they're not paying attention to all that bullshit anyway. No. You know what I mean? Like all those little no. tiny details that they're like, it has to be this way. Like you're going to be happy no matter what. You're going to be super right. happy. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, weddings are weird. Like, not are a weird doing gig. your job, you know. <clears throat> weddings are very, very weird. Very I weird think... gig. I, I did one as a photographer, and it was really cool, and it was fun, and like the people that hired me to do it loved me, and like had me on their bus, and we were doing drinks together, and we took a lot of great pictures, and it was a lot of fun, and like everything went off without a hitch, and it was the first wedding I had ever photographed, like by myself no helpers i'm like these are your guys wedding pictures like if i screw this up it's gonna suck but i didn't screw it up um then i hired on very briefly i did one wedding with like a dj and that was not for me i was like no 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 this is not my cup of tea i'm not a wedding dj guy like cannot do it and it was a disastrous wedding like the the groom's mother made the bride cry on her wedding day like sobbing like I told her like you're she was like you're 
be part of this family and nobody likes you. And oh, it was awful. I was just like, oh, this gave me such a bad vibe. I'm never coming back. And then I bartended a friend's wedding or a friend's daughter's wedding. And that was an absolute riot. Like bartending a wedding is a lot more. My yeah, style. that's a lot more fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I bartend most of my friend's wedding. They were like, hey, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it for free just because like, you know. Oh, put the tip know. jar out there, you know? Of like, course. I don't know. I mean, you can actually make some money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You can make a lot of money if, the, you know, if they're actually going to pay you too and you have a tip jar out there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good Absolutely. money. Oh, yeah. We, we, had, we had the guy who came up and was, you know, he's like, all right, first of all, before I order my first drink, and like puts a 50 in the jar. You're like, all right, right. that's my guy. Right. Like, right. I'm going <laughs> to make sure his drink's got a three ounce pour, you know. Yeah. Going to remember what you had all night long. No problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People have to realize sometimes those tips are memorable, you know, not oh, yeah. to yeah. encourage people to, to tip for a hookup or anything like that. But a lot of times, at least when I was bartending, I would remember all my good tippers. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want that same tip every time. Right. So I'm always going to take care of them and make sure, you know, that they're, and sometimes they don't always tip the same way, which is totally cool too. Yeah. You know, that's but cool I, too. But yeah. I remember that you did that one time and I'm going to keep working towards getting that again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if somebody puts a Grant or a Benjamin in the tip jar, I'm not going to expect that every time they come up, obviously. No. If you do it right off the bat and say, you know, like, hey, remember me, like, I'm going to remember you. I'm going to have your drink ready for you by the time you get up to me. Those are usually the people that want to chat with you for a while, too, and and hang out and be cool. And, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I've never really had to, like, do, like, corporate event bartending or anything like that, something where it's, like, somebody's wedding or anything like that. But I've had to do some, like, opening day or, like, St. Patrick's Day parade and stuff like that where, you know, it's a really long, hard day, but I'm probably going to be drunk by the end of it. Right. Right. (laughs) Definitely that. My, um, I I think I worked opening day one year for the Tigers um, at Punchbowl. Mm-hmm. And um, they weren't uh, they weren't staffed. I think people called out. I think it was like all these people called. It was like usually three bartenders in the morning, and I was the only one who actually showed up. Oof. And um, yeah, man, and I was pregnant. Oh my god! My god! I was so exhausted. I mean, I, I think I made like six hundred bucks that shift or something like that. Like it was insane for like a morning worth it. shift. It was totally worth it. But I was pregnant and tired, and like you know, my my stomach was like hitting the the uh the bottles and all this kind of stuff night oh my god sorry my daughter's saying good night hey are you guys like to see her you want to see some more yeah of course we do yeah look at this little baby oh my oh my god God. hi sweetie (laughs) hi say hi hi. you're not gonna say hi so cute she's shy and that's okay you're allowed to be shy sweetheart yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. I hope you me. make the sweetest dreams tonight, though. <laughs> yeah, it's time for her to go to bed. Eight thirty is usually her bedtime. There you go, Stinky. Bye. Bye, Pinky. Absolutely love it. Yeah, that's my 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 favorite lady right now. You know, always right? be my favorite lady. Love her so much. <laughs> Didn't know what it was like to be a parent until I finally did it. And you know, I it's feel so bad funny. for. <laughs> People tell you that all the time before you have kids, and then you wake up with a kid one day, and you're like, "Oh my god, they were right!" Like, you oh have yeah, no idea. man. I feel bad for pressuring some of my friends who had kids before me, like they couldn't go out with me and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I bet you can't. Like, all right, you can't really all the time. I mean, you no. know, like I probably I think I go out like twice a month. That's typically my quota because after that, I feel guilty. So, Got to hold know, it down. That. Yep, definitely. Fur babies are different. Fur babies can't be hungover. <laughs> yeah, can't be hungover to take care of her the next day. You know? No, <laughs> so, no. Hangovers, no. Hangovers and kids don't mix. No, it's, it's, nope. it definitely has happened, and it sucks. So I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. I've no, only ever had happened. to like hangover and babysit. Right. Yeah, so. that, that that's enough, right? Oh, yeah. And after that, I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Sorry, I'm like practically drunk watching your kids, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that I knew I was going to have children. I guess I just didn't know when. And she kind of popped up and, you know, it was just kind of like, all right, well, let's do this shit. Fuck it, you know? So 
um, you know, it all worked out well. I mean, I can't only imagine um, doing this alone. You know, it's, it's already hard enough doing it with another person. So, yeah. you know, I'm really thankful for my husband and just, you know, him being here and being supportive, you know, because I, I work like on the other side of the world. Like, I, you know, I feel like I work in the evenings most of the time or like that's when I'm kind of like out in the world. And, um, you know, he has a nine to five. So we try and come together and make it you know, make the right schedule for the two of us. So, right. you know, and then having the kid in the mix is just like, OK, you know, trying to make sure everything is all set. So and you just have one. Yeah, we're, we plan on having a second one. But just like sure. when she's actually in like kindergarten, maybe like two or three years. I don't know when the kids start kindergarten, like six or something, five or six, five, five I yep. think. Five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when she's about five or something like that, when we plan on having another one. That's nice. Oh, how yeah. old is she now? She's one. Aw, yeah. little baby. So, oh my god. Yeah, man. It's my little thing. She's so cute. I like. I all love is very kids, cute. but I'm like petrified of ever being pregnant or like giving birth. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm gonna be a fantastic stepmom one day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. Trust me, I was scared too. But then you know, it did. You do. You know, your body's used to it. Your body's made for this made for, like, for that right yeah so it's kind of like you know you just listen to what your body tells you, you do it and you know it comes out the way it's supposed to so you know my little my little teen teen love her to death oh, yeah love yeah man love children I've always was I was always the babysitter in the neighborhood like I was always the one with like 10 kids you see me at the park with 10 other children like I was <laughs> like from 14 Watching to 18 kids left or right hey you need you have a kid you want me to watch it <laughs> yeah, that's how I made my my uh my money when I was a teenager. I remember uh, at some point I had some like, you guys remember Virgin Mobile? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those like slide phones when it first came yeah. out. Like I had, and everyone was like, "Oh, you got this wee phone," but like I worked so hard. Like I was always babysitting. Like I couldn't go places. I'm like, "Oh, I got the kids tonight," you know, <laughs> like oh, an adult or whatever. But, uh, you know. That's good though. Probably hard. kept you out of a little bit of trouble. Oh, definitely. Taught you a lot about like responsibility. And to if you've got all those people that trust you with their kids, you had to be doing something right and showing right. them responsibility. Like you can't right. drop the ball because that just destroys your whole gig, you know? Like right. <clears throat> yeah, ah, that's no, cool. I I definitely made it work the best way I could, you know, being I think I was yeah, like 14 to 18. And, you know, you learn as you get older. And, any um, any crazy stories about the kids acting wild? <laughs> oh man, they were all they were always wild. They oh, were yeah. always, like when yeah. they got to me, like they thought they could just like run all over me and like my mommy lets me eat French fries for dinner, you know. Like okay, you know, oh, yeah. Hair <laughs> stuff I haven't up. spoken to your mom before. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, that bottle. Like I remember this one kid that told me his parents allowed him to drink the Grey Goose. <laughs> like no dog. <laughs> Oh, so, like really mommy don't. and daddy let me drink that up there. Like I guess you know, I'm sure they put it in the, in the high cabinet to keep him away from. <laughs> yeah, it. because you're allowed to have it whenever you want. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. So it was just really funny. Like kids will always try and like get away oh with God. what they think they can. You know. Oh yeah. And they were always tear things up or like knock something over or. You know, I think my worst thing was when, um, like, they would tell me a, a designated bedtime. And nine times out of ten, the parents will get back maybe, like, an hour or two hours, like, after their bedtime. And the kids will, like, rush to the door when the parents will come in. And it's like, you guys make me look like I'm not doing my job. Go to bed, please. Go to bed. So, um, uh, no, but I was also, like, the cool babysitter. Like, there was a movie we were watching, and it went over to their bedtime. I'm like, okay, you guys can have, like, another 30 minutes to finish the movie, but you have to go to sleep afterwards. And Right. Like, they would always end up running to their parents. Like, oh, could you let us stay up early or later? And you know. Oh my God, why? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, why do you do it anymore? Because right. you're forcing me to like look shitty. Right. Thanks a lot, kids. Don't right. ruin the good thing. I actually had some experience babysitting as well. I was like 14 and some neighbors across the street had three little kids and they were angels, like perfectly good kids, never had any problem with them. The parents were super cool. They're like, you know, they've already been fed. We're just going out to like dinner and a movie. We just want to get away for a little while. They they were young parents with three kids, but like, you know, like they had had them pretty early and all in succession. They were all around the same age. 
So it was like, they'd never stay out super late. You know, they never came home drunk or anything like that. The parents, but it was a good experience. It was fun. Like I highly recommend it for, for teenagers out there. We've got so many teenagers listening to our show. I know. Um, <laughs> we'll probably have people who have teenagers who are listening to the show. For real. Right. That's what yeah. it really is. Um, but no, it was fun. Lauren, did you babysit too a little bit? I babysat for a while, um, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and they would pull them over on me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every yep, time. I'd be like, I'm going to be strong this time. And when they ask me for something and I know that they shouldn't have it, I'm going to say no, because they do not need a popsicle after a, after a chocolate bar, after a caramel <laughs> popcorn and, you know, like all this stuff. They don't need it. And then every single time they'd just be like looking at me like, but we love you so much. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, you can have the thing. Like (laughs) they get me every time. The only thing that I feel bad about is uh, when I would have to change diapers, I gag sometimes. And so the little kid I was watching (laughs) would start going like, what? Every time that I was like around him and he started doing it to his mom and she's like, what are you doing? And he was just mimicking me gagging. Yep. Kids will do that. You gotta be so careful about what you do or say around children. You know, they will definitely try and mimic stuff, you know, and sometimes they pick up things. You're like, where did you learn that from? Like my daughter has been smacking me. I'm like, okay, she doesn't see me beating up her dad. Uh Right. Right, at least she doesn't see it, you know. But you know, I don't know. I don't know where she got that from. Like, hey, man, where did you get that? So you know, kids are funny don't that way. Hit me, like, right? Don't hit me. You know, they just they 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 find so many different ways to like express themselves. You know, and right. they're like, okay, where'd this new behavior come from? But you know, you manage. So now when she smacks me, I'm like, ah, yeah, softer. So you know, that no more smacking. Well, it's fun learning all those parenting techniques on the fly too. Cause it's like, you have an idea of the kind of parent you want to be in your head and then they arrive and you're like, Oh, this is way different. You know, like this right. isn't what I expected. So like stuff comes up that you didn't think about and you have to make a decision right then and there. Like, all right, how are we going to deal with this? Like not prepared for it, but mm-hmm. we just do the best we can and love them. Right. Yeah, I love my little teen. You know, I uh, I had a friend of mine. He was telling me how he had a kind of a tumultuous childhood, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I think my mom hates me." And just like, you know, being a mom, I'm like, you you never hate your kids. You know, you might not like the things that they do, but you'll always love your child. That'll never change. Like, you know, the, yeah. the child it comes from you. It's a piece of you. So, you know, all that like, oh, my mom hates me or whatever. No parent hates their children. Don't dislike the things or choices you make sometimes, but they'll still be here. You know, I, I don't, if my daughter were to ever, you know, she can't become a serial killer or like a prison ward or something <laughs> like that. Like, nah, you can't own a prison or any of that, you know, terrible shit, but you know, she can do whatever she wants, you know, as long as it's on the side of right, you know, sure. you know, and I, and I was a terrible teenager. Oh my God. I was like the kid putting pillows and stuff under my blankets and jumping out the window. I was so same. bad. Oh, yeah, same. I was awful. And I, uh, I know that I'm probably going to experience a little bit of that too. So it's like, wait, waiting for that moment. Like when she tries to terrorize me or just, you know, I uh, you got you, plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, it goes by so fast. I mean, I didn't realize that I had known you for, you know, almost two years now. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, crazy. You know, yeah. Right. I didn't, it just, it just felt like it just like went like that. I'm like, Jesus, she's almost one. I was at punch bowl when I was pregnant. So it's been almost two years, you know? Yeah. Ah, punch bowl. Yeah, they're not <laughs> open. They're not, they're not reopening. They're not. Nah, uh, I didn't think they would. I, no, I was, I, I, I was unceremoniously. What do you mean? Like they're closing down for good or what? Anyway. Oh yeah, they never they're, opened back up. Yeah. This, I think, is just this store though. I don't think because I think the rest of them are still open. I still have tabs on. Um, I still am friends with some of the people. Um, from the other I'm stores muting, around the state. I can hear you guys. And I believe that they, um, they're just closing their smaller stores or like the states where they had like harder mandates yeah land is like wide open oh, okay and um one of uh one of our mutual friends actually he moved down to atlanta and started working with them oh so, makes sense yeah yeah so you know i think it's um a michigan thing to be honest why they probably didn't read i think you know and their training program is so intensive 
And then they had to rehire a whole new staff. And that's, that's like the staff is like a hundred people or something. Like their staff roster was always super duper long. It was insane. Yeah, it was insane. So I don't think that they could um, get like a formal training done in enough time. And then like, of course, like just like the up and down with the, with the the coronavirus, sometimes you open, sometimes you couldn't, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It it wasn't worth it financially for them to do that. And that makes sense. So they're just going to close permanently then? Yeah. I believe so. I believe no, no so. more, no more Detroit star, which is fine because like they built those bars completely ass backwards. Anyways, those are the worst bars right. I've ever seen built in my life. And I've worked yeah. at lots of different bars. I, uh, I don't <laughs> think um, corporations do super duper well in Detroit. I feel like it's yeah. like a mom and pop smaller, yeah, you know, I think that Detroit and like a lot of the surrounding areas are mostly like local, like local small name businesses. Yeah, I mean, there are some obvious like big corporations like Target and shit like that and like Whole Foods and whatever. But, you know, initially, like uh, essentially downtown is mostly just like kind of pop up. You know, they just like come out of yeah. the woodwork. They either work or they don't. Right. Uh, the the right. one the one that I was really surprised about is like the B-dubs downtown Detroit has done pretty well. And apparently it's run by really a really cool franchise. Um Probably not the one that I worked for because I hated them. That's great. But why would <laughs> you have story. that when you have Sweetwater right down the street? I I completely agree. I'm definitely down with Sweetwater Wings all day. But I've mm-hmm. heard good things about the people that I know that work at the B-Dubs downtown. The Hard Rock was really cool downtown. I worked there for a while and it was it was great. It was like banging when it first opened and then just kind of slowly fell off, fell off, fell off until once their original, they had a sweetheart lease. And once they tried to get them to renew it, they were going to jack it up. And by then, like the luster had worn off. So right. it was kind of a no brainer to close that. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the big corporations, it's not what downtown Detroit's all about. They'd rather, pe- the people would rather go to, you know, a place that's that's locally owned. Right. I right. totally agree. I think in time, more corporations will come here as the area becomes, it's, it's changing. You know, Detroit's definitely turning into a different place than where it was five years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. it's different from me moving here two years ago. It's like already changed in that way. But, right. Well, um, I, I lived there in, 20 years ago is when I moved downtown. So like over 20 yeah. years ago is when I was first down it. there. I saw a change from like, it was real bad <clears throat> to, you know, to around Super Bowl era. And then it changed after that too. Because when we had the Super Bowl, things were pretty hot. You know, it was like up and coming. We're doing stuff. We're building new skyscrapers. Like, check this out. And then Kwame went to jail and all the fun was over. <laughs> yeah, Kwame's free. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I didn't live here when it went down to the gutter, but, you know. Honestly, here's my thing. Like, he got caught doing a bunch of corrupt shit. And there were stories about, like, how he was responsible for uh, some really horrible stuff. And I'm just like, you know. I don't know the man and I can't say whether like he deserves to live his life in prison or 20 years or 15 years or like whatever. Um, you know, I know that he left the, he left a really nasty mark on the city because people really trusted him and they looked at him that people looked up to him. Like he was the hip hop mayor, like everybody right. loved him. And then all this corruption shit came out and he, you know, he got sentenced for it. Like he was found guilty. So I I try not to weigh in too much on stuff like that. Like I don't really hate him because he didn't do anything personally to me. But you know, <clears throat> when you do the crime, you're supposed to do the the time. And if you get right. caught doing all <laughs> kinds of shady stuff where you're like funneling money places it shouldn't be going, corruption and greed, that's the kind of thing I don't really like seeing people get away with. So I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, well, I definitely think he took some time and ruined some people's lives because people's um they're like retirement income is gone he's, right. you know, pensions and, you know, so, you know, I, I, you know, I like, I wasn't here for when it all went down, but you know, you know, Donald Trump was selling pardons. That's what we like. That's what I like to believe. I think like if you had a couple million or whatever, yep. I think Donald Trump was giving them out to people. Like, yeah. If he had somebody to help him set up his life yeah. after this whole presidential shit, like, you know, cause <laughs> what Lil Wayne got one, he got one. Right, it's like, how did he know these people, and why did he have an Lil interest Wayne. in helping them out? Yeah, yeah Lil Wayne got one. He got his Wayne and... Kodak Black. They all yeah, had gun charges. 
Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. it's like how do you know these people even? Well, I mean, well, I guess they if you're in the industry. industry. Right. Well, I, I, you know, that I have a feeling that they paid a couple million dollars. So there are other people. There's there's multiple people that, that makes you know that got them. Yeah. It just wasn't like dude, I'm so happy Trump is gone. I, I wouldn't mean, mind seeing him end up in prison. I think that'd be a good place for him. Yeah, I doubt he'll ever will though. They, they, they never do. Play. Yeah, no, uh, they never do. I just wish they would just like get him out of the media. Yeah, I just wish they would stop talking about him and just let him be and just like move on. Cause let he, him he just disappear it. into nothingness. Because that's that's really what it is at this point. Yeah, it's right. it's all about like just quit saying his name, just quit talking about him. You know, and right. like yeah. you know, that's what he wants. He's he still got a lot of supporters out there, and hey, you know if if yeah. that's who you if you choose to to still be a supporter of him, good for you. You know, like, right? I exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not I'm not gonna waste my breath or time trying to like defend my position on him. Like if you can't see it by now, there's no hope for you. <laughs> right. I gonna... don't have any direct friends that are Trump supporters. Um, but I know some people, some people I went to high school with, like I see them on Facebook. I'm like, I'm not demonizing people necessarily for right. you know being a supporter, but um he's definitely not somebody that I, you know, I think it's a moral thing. Like, if you don't yeah. see this fuckhead and yeah. all the fuck shit he's doing. Right. <clears throat> if you can't yeah, see I, that he's morally bankrupt completely, then I don't know. I don't know. And some people think he's the best thing since sliced bread, including family members of mine. But hey, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, I look forward to when Melania actually writes a book when she's finally free. Uh, you know, I think. Die first. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna die first because she agrees. She's her. gonna, yeah, she's gonna fucking sell a book. She I mean, might. I, I don't. She I don't might. think she, she needs, needs to. to. The yeah. world is awaiting to hear the truth. Yeah, I you wanna know? hear. Like, I wanna read. I will read the book. Why you guys hate each other so much? <laughs> right. Definitely read her book. She. Uh, I mean, we'll see. She had renegotiated her her prenup, like right before the election or whatever. Because I think she was she was trying to escape then. Then, yeah, she didn't want to be first lady. She was not into it at all. No, no, I didn't think she was at all. You know, she uh, wasn't a very good first lady. <laughs> no, 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 she definitely there's, wasn't. There's been there's been many she, before. Yeah, right, exactly. Did she do not, not anything? All, not all she, the usual first lady stuff. Right, and she had this whole like no bullying campaign, um, where she was headlining that and then go around the States and, you know, doing the whole new bullying thing. But I think that, I mean, that's all I know of that I can, you know, pull a tab on that she did. Yeah. And I don't think it resonated. Like, Stop making fun of my husband. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Like, we'll see what happens. She didn't look like she was happy. She definitely. No, she looked like she was miserable the entire fucking time. And everyone was right. talking about her like she was having a great time. Right. Like, no, um, she. I mean, I hear Donald Trump is gross too. My I'm sister was. Her be like, and then as soon as he turns away, she's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, come on. She's going I always like the the life. one where he tries to hold her hand and she slaps it like, away. That one, nope. yeah, like, no, I don't know. Don't want to touch your hand. Gross. Right. Oh, it's so funny. Like back in the day, no one wants it, to um, touch his hand except for my grandma. We did an event with uh, Stormy Daniels back uh, in his inauguration. We had this oh, like, wow. inauguration party where she was um, dancing at a strip club and stuff. And it, it worked really, really well. We had um, like five different paint models and we wrote like Stormy over Tate or whatever. Trump loves Tate and just like, you know, ode to like what she went through and just like how he vilified her, um, you know, over the media. So we did yep. this whole thing to like you know, show her that she has supporters and love and fans. You had like Stormy that. Daniels there? Yeah, she performed. We, it was it was back in D.C. It was a, um, a strip club. It was like their opening night. Nice. The inauguration night was their opening night. So we did this whole thing where we had Stormy Daniels as like the headliner. And then um, we had um, different That's body hilarious. paint models. And then we did murals for just to show that she still loved. You know, we also care yeah. about her. And it was fun. We had all, like a lot of her fans came. They were dressed up as Donald Trump with wigs and Oh God! And, and pillows <laughs> in their their suits and whatever you know, it was actually it was really cool. But I think um, ultimately it made her feel a little bit warm and fuzzy inside because you know she realized like you're not a villain, dude. You know that's awesome. You know, yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yes, yeah, she was. She was. She was definitely a lot of fun. She's definitely a fun person. Give the power back to the victims. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. She, Fucking do that. Try, 
Yeah, man, they definitely tried to make her seem like she wasn't something she wasn't. I mean, she's a fucking porn star, for God's sakes, you know. Right, exactly. Hey, sex work is real work, man. I'm all about it. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. I I do not demonize anybody. It's not what you do, it's how you do it, you know? I'm so glad we all feel the same way. Me too. That's why we're great co-hosts, and that's why we have friends (laughs) like Christy on our show. Exactly. Yeah, man. You know, belief systems and all right so we kind of went down a whole bunch of different weird rabbit holes with kids sure and, politics yeah, and stuff like that that's but what, what we do as bartenders you know we have these great conversations that's exactly right it's just like hanging out after work but we're gonna right. we're gonna bring it back around full circle and have everybody wants to hear the website again to where they can go and purchase tickets for your awesome event the coming to america 2 pop-up that's coming up march 4 through 7 I yeah. knew it. I had it right on the tip of my tongue. Tell people where they can go and get that again, Chrissy. Yes, coming to a pair America pop up dot shopify dot com. Shopify dot com. Coming to yeah. America pop up dot shopify dot com. Cool. Yeah. Everybody go check that out. Go see your event. It sounds like a, it's gonna be a fabulous fun weekend in Detroit. People can get out and do something finally. Right. Rub elbows with some fun. cool people and but like definitely six feet apart. All right. Yeah. Bring your mask. No. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't hug me. Don't, you know, we can talk <laughs> nope. for sure. Virtual hugs. Yeah. Virtual Are they little Come elbow party. joint, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I like the, I like the little are. elbow thing, you know? Right. The <laughs> elbow thing is always dope. You can also find us on Facebook, Coming to America Pop Up. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, the letter C, the number two, the letter A, C2A Pop Up on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. People are going to be able to find you. We wish you the best of luck on this pop-up. Thank I think you. it's going to be a fantastic couple of nights. Thank you. I yes, please bring your sons. And it's only going to set you up for doing future projects and cool stuff Hell like that. Yeah. And so when the next one comes up, promise that you'll come back. Pinky swear. Yes. You'll come back on the Tales from the Bar side and tell us all yes. about it. Please tell me you'll allow me back. I would love to. Love <laughs> you guys, man. You're welcome back anytime. We love you too, Chrissy. And your daughter is adorable. <laughs> so adorable. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank Lauren, you. tell our fans where they can send a story to us, please. If you would like to send us a story about your time working in or hanging out at or doing just anything at all pertaining to bars or the service industry, send us your story. Maybe we'll read it out loud. Who knows? At barsidetales at gmail.com. Oh yeah, those are all the stuff. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Chrissy. We love you, and we're wishing you the best of luck. I know it's going to be a fantastic thing. Uh, to you. everybody else, we love you too. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.